July 18th, 2023 NXT. And we've got a new North American champion. A new judgment day is upon us. And yeah. this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn, joined by Alfred. Issa's having uh, power issues tonight. But we are here to talk about the reign of Judgment Day expanding now into NXT. Alfred, heck of an end to his show tonight. Wild ending, a huge pop, legitimate shocked reactions. I think the long-term storyline of what it looks like they're going to build another saga with the bloodline, or not bloodline, with the Judgment Day. I feel like they're going to turn that into Raw's bloodline. We're going to get Monday Night Bloodline through the Judgment Day. We can get into all that, but a lot going on, and 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 a couple of trends that I've now noticed a year into the Triple H era that I'm not very happy about. But we'll get mm. into all of that in this broadcast. But a very lively episode of NXT. Yeah. Before we dive into everything, what's going on in the news? Well, Vicky Guerrero's deal is up. Big night for Dominic Mysterio. Who knows? Maybe his career could get even bigger if that's possible. Because Vicky Guerrero, according to the gossip websites, her two-year run with All Elite Wrestling has come to an end. So Vicky Guerrero, a current free agent. I think a lot of people, for obvious reasons, have fantasy booked Vicky Guerrero with Dom. Dom and the Judgment Day are hitting on all cylinders, especially Dom, who you could argue is the best part of the Judgment Day. But I just feel like Vicky Guerrero being part of that whole act would just be like when the Patriots signed Randy Moss or when the Warriors signed Kevin Durant. Like, you've already got a dynasty, and you're like, ah, let's just add one of the greatest players of all time here. Uh, I don't think there's enough heat in any building to stand in terms of Vicky Guerrero and Dominic Mysterio. But would you be here for Vicky Guerrero returning to WWE, Glenn? Um, you know, six months ago, yes, but there were some yeah. developments a few months ago, Alfred. You might want to Google. Oh, it. yeah. Well, I yeah. Don't think, a, uh, think she's particularly on TikTok. On, I think she's uh, focusing on her travel business for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I don't know how much WWE would want to involve themselves in that or if they would be scared off by that. I know we're in this era where people are defined by their worst moments and the bad things that happen to them. And yes, that is something that they're going to need to take into account. And WWE is a company that does not, even though they're always in controversy, they do not like to associate themselves with quote-unquote controversial figures. So uh, who knows how WWE feels about the issues that went on with, uh, I believe it was a stepfather and her daughter and the estranged relationship there, Chavo weighed in. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there. But strictly from an entertainment standpoint, looking at this strictly from a scripted wrestling standpoint, uh, I think a lot of people would see the potential in Vicky Grail and well, Dominic Mysterio if I, they I received those reactions. You know, again, six months ago, but I think uh, Dom's got a new mommy now. He does, you know. Let me tell you something. If they're going to turn this into an epic saga, this is one of the many moving parts that they can introduce. You're yeah. going to need. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have the same amount of members, I believe, as a bloodline. But if you introduce Vicky yeah. Guerrero and eventually down the as road, as they're the going Paul to Heyman, have to split them up. Paul Heyman of Judgment. Let me tell you something. That's not the worst idea. She could be the wise girl. You know what I'm saying? She could be the wise mommy, and eventually they can fight over Dom or however you want to do that. But I like the potential, and just seeing how they book this tonight. Uh, and you know, I'm going to try to hold off all these uh, the points that we have in talking about what happened on NXT, but it looks like they're going to build a long-term saga with the Judgment Day, and I think Vicky Guerrero would be a great addition to that. Well, we shall see what else is going on. AEW Collision. Not necessarily bad news, um, not good news. It was flat. And actually, I do think in the long scheme of things, that is good news, as AEW Collision did 579000 flat with last okay. week. So we're now beginning to develop a pattern. It's about, what, this is week five of Collision? A little over a month Good for in. Saturday. It's bigger rating than Rampage. Let me tell you, if AEW Collision is able to, again, it's 
not accurate to think that this is going to be what they do because there's so many variables. There's such a high variance given the competition they're going to have into the fall, into the winter. But 579, it's somehow, some way, by the graces of Tyler Perry, AEW is able to settle into a 600,000 range. In terms of AW Collision, that would be that would be a type of rating yeah. befitting of a show that is like an A show. That is another A show in terms of Raw and SmackDown. That comparison. What I think is going to happen over time, not only with college football and NFL, but with UFC, with WWE live events, with uh, a lot of these Saturday spectacular shows that they're going to be having, that uh, AW Collision is going to struggle into maybe like a four hundred thousand, and they're mm. just going to be the new rampage in terms of the new B show, uh, even though they are planning for it to be an A show. So we'll see yeah. how long CM Punk lasts. We'll see if they're able to develop storylines that are going to keep people tuned in because you can't really just depend on CM Punk and ride that horse, I don't think. I think you've got to start building up storylines that people are going to want to tune into. Yeah, I agree. Here's the thing. And the thing with Rampage, a lot of people always talk about the competition and stuff like that. That's one thing. But we've seen weeks with AEW where they faced brutal competition and done yeah. some of the best numbers. So even though that is a valid excuse, if you have a product, as SmackDown has shown doing historic numbers when everybody else is down, literally everybody else on TV is down. If you have a product that people feel that they have to tune into, it's not going to matter what the competition is. So they're going to need to create that product. Ricky Zaldivar. Interesting point. A few weeks, Collision is going to go head to head with SummerSlam. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, going to be very interested to see what kind of number Collision does doing head to head with SummerSlam. This is the type. It's funny because WWE has run PLEs, not necessarily against AEW, but on the same day to burn out the audience. And now it's going to happen. And it's not necessarily WWE counter programming. It's that AEW decided to go to Saturday nights, and we're going to finally get head to head AEW versus WWE. Uh, obviously, it's not a fair fight. It's SummerSlam arguably the second biggest show of the year at least their third biggest show of the year and it's going to be a loaded show and yeah. I, I'm just, would you like to predict the number right now glenn they did 579 with no competition uh, who knows what things can change around august they're going to be doing a build to all in so they're going to have some storylines in full swing what do you think's going to do i think they're gonna throw something at it and i'm gonna guess 375 Ooh, you know what that, that's around where i think it would be i was i'll say 350 okay. um but you know what? It's a it's not a good number, especially for a collision show. But it's I mean, you just gotta survive, man. Yeah, yeah. What water. else is up? Let's what do a fun story, Glenn. We're gonna uh, end because we're talking about NXT. Booker T, of course, the color commentator. Yes. NXT, and uh, it's on site season if you're Booker T because Booker T has accepted Ryback's challenge to a fight <laughs> on his podcast after Ryback publicly challenged Booker T to a fight. And Booker T said, and I'll do it in my Booker T voice, Ryback isn't going to beat me up. Just wanted the elephant out there in the room. I'm not scared. I'm not running. Booker T then went on to say, this is what I need Ryback to do. Just go out on this platform and say, anytime I see Booker in top public, it's on. The green light, both of us, and nobody's going to get sued. So Booker T essentially is saying that it is on site that if he happens to see Ryback at a wrestling convention. If Ryback comes to Florida and decides to sit in the crowd with the friends and family at NXT, that it is indeed on site. And Booker T will agree to fight Ryback. Do okay. You, who do you got in this fight, Glenn? It's tough. You know, uh, Ryback blocked me on Twitter. For he, me too. Unknown. He's got me blocked for years. But this was just recently. Like, I've he's been on this podcast before. We had a good conversation. We've exchanged pleasantries online. It puzzles me. I am yeah. puzzled. Uh, but was, I don't know. I think um, this is a tough one. Like, who's in better fighting shape? 
who's had a match more recently? That's the question. Uh, Booker T. Booker T is nothing to play with. I've got Booker no, T. No, I, like, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not saying. That is a fair question. I think Booker T wrestles occasionally, semi-occasionally for reality of wrestling. Every okay. now and then he'll so, have like so a So maybe match. it's on him. And would there be a Spinneroonie in this in this fight? <laughs> well, after Booker T wins the fight and watches right. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be incredible if he just wins and does a Spinneroonie and then walks off. You talk about insult to injury, like Ryback could never show his face in public if that. Happened. Oh, that would be epic. Yeah, Ryback hasn't been in a ring in a long time, so I think yeah, Booker. And, and we, lest we not forget the Booker T fought Batista in a shoot fight, and by all accounts, he beat Batista. Mm. And uh, you know, Booker T's a bad man. I, I, he's, he's from the streets, and he, he doesn't play. He's from the streets, he play yeah. about his. Booker T says that it's on site. Ryback can say okay. everything he wants. It. I think at the end of the day, I think it's so ridiculous when people physically threaten each other over fucking wrestling like but that's fans that i'm talking about when it comes to the wrestlers who start to get heat and escalated now it's a little entertaining but still i, I don't want to see people fight over wrestling but if i had to pick i would pick booker t i think there is so much money once the ufc wwe thing goes through there's so much money if they do a reality show that's like which wrestler could actually like go and they do like a 16 man shoot fight bracket of professional wrestlers that's not a bad idea. I would like to see like the ultimate fighter with wrestlers yeah. where, you know, you bring a bunch of wrestlers in there. That's not a bad idea. Put a bunch of shooters in there. You get yeah. Chad Gable in there. You know, you get Gable Stevenson in there. He would win. Yeah. I mean, that would no, be unfair. No, no, no. But they're going to be trying to do wrestling moves. I'm saying legitimate fights. Okay. Like someone could just like body them with like a punch to the face, you oh, know? Wow. So like Raw yeah. Underground, essentially. Yeah. Like, like let's make Raw Underground its own promotion is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm here for that. And, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this because I was on vacay, but Raw Underground over-delivered, like not even ironically. I thought it was amazing. And I think they really need, need to do something with that and make that a regular thing. Yeah. No, I think we need much more of that. Um, so should we talk about NXT tonight? A, a show that originally I was like, oh, this is kind of a good placeholder show. Not quite filler, but, you know, we had some developments, but they're just really ramping it up slowly for the Great American Bash. Yes, that was my definitely ramping up. It, it's funny because they're ramping it up slowly until the end of the show, where it's yes. like, "Whoa, we're we're in high gear." I know now. it was very I, and like and and Dominic had to steal Tony D's homecoming thunder tonight. He did. I was going to say that was going to be the biggest thing that happened tonight. And they had an exchange backstage, and we can get we'll get yes. to that. But I had my issues with that too. But it was great to see okay. Tony being home. Well, um, so yeah, we knew tonight Judgment Day was going to be in the house, and Dominic Mysterio, Dirty Dom, how is it a company? that couldn't clear submission sorority or banger brothers somehow dirty <laughs> dumb. There's no website out there. When you Google it, nothing scandalous. How is that? Like the, it, it just on, on its face, like the most sort of CD name WWE has come up with. How is that free and clear from anything scandalous? Yeah, at least. Yeah. It's only been a couple of weeks. I'm sure eventually something's going to come up but they're in the clear for now and, and i don't know they're playing with fire by naming him dirty dom i'm sure something's going to come up i mean i googled it tonight dirty dom.com is not even being used somebody has it but i mean like it's crazy right it's crazy that like this is the one that broke the the curse well then wwe better buy the trademark to dirty dom.com yeah. because anybody now if you're listening you could start a website dirty dom.com that's a smut website and then that dirty dom gimmick is over yeah are you gonna open all your personal ads now with the headline dirty dom seeks you know <laughs> how 
You know what? You're right. How is Dirty Dom not a porn website? Dirty like, Dom that, seeks you know sassy sub, you know? Like something. <laughs> like it sounds it sounds like legitimately just like the, the skeeziest of the names. It's so bad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Every time they say it, I'm just like, oh. And it's funny, like him with his mullet, and it's just it's just bad. It's just walking out with Rhea Ripley, and he actually yeah. kind of looks like a sub in that relationship. If you look at the aesthetic, they put out. <laughs> They put out that Dom sub aesthetic. Yes. <laughs> I'm just Nothing saying. wrong being with male subs. A lot of men get Sh- immense pleasure out of being subs. Yes. Um, we're going to stop this conversation short and talk <laughs> about NXT. God, see, I used to think it was Issa that was the bad influence, but maybe it's us. Maybe it's us, <laughs> Alfred. You were talking about Dom's, man. He just got me on. Yes. Um... So tonight, Ilya Dragunov confronted Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. What did you think of this segment as this feud continues to build towards the NXT Great American Bash and the championship match between Ilya and Carmelo? I will say I like the commitment, but something was off about this in that like Carmelo was just kind of playing it cool and delivering his lines very cool, and I thought he was fine. But Ilya was a little over the Ilya was like Shakespeare in the park. Like he was performing this just kind of like high school drama theater type to be or not to be. Like he was way over the top. Like it, it just I felt like it was oil and water the way their energies were going back and forth. But I'm looking forward to the match, which I guess is this will be a very good match. I don't think Carmelo is losing that title, but this will be a very good match. Yeah, this is going to be an excellent match. I, I have no doubts in my mind this is going to be a great match. It's just, uh, I don't know about this segment. I just felt like they were both on two different pages from an energy standpoint. And, I mean, doing the math on what happened tonight, I feel like Wesley could be the one to take that title off Mello. Oh. When Mello gets that. the call up. I could see. I wouldn't mind that at all. I hope Wesley gets that title back. Maybe this is just like a... A yeah, detour I don't that think. they're doing, but um, another conspiracy theory, maybe they just want that NXT North American title on TV so that they can continue to promote the brand of NXT and people can continue to take it seriously. But at the same time, you keep beating NXT's champion. How seriously can this take us? Yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen tonight. I'm still just no. a little bit in shock because it seemed like Wesley seems so untouchable. Just that he was going to hold that for a long time. Him going against uh, Ali. Like, you kind of get this feeling that he's going to keep doing these challenges and just be, like, the feel-good champ of NXT, the one you could depend on. So I was shocked tonight. I legitimately was like, oh, Judgment Day, some something's going to happen. Somehow, you know, they're going to get thwarted. So, uh, but no, I thought uh, Ilya, though, in this opening segment, looked really good. Love Carmelo with Mr. PLE. Um, yes. I think he's just got, like, Tons of charisma, tons of swagger. Like, I think, uh, I mean, I think he's going to retain, but I think it's going to be an amazing match. It will. Um, so we went from that promo. Then we had Nathan Frazier and Dragon Lee versus Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. And I got to give it to Umberto and uh, oh, yeah. Garza. I mean, I feel like nobody is taking them seriously. They got stuck with like the corniest gimmick on the main roster. But this was kind of nice tonight to see them really get a chance to have like a real match and almost set their gimmick aside. Yeah, and they're both very talented. And it's funny because watching this match, it just 
felt like they were out to prove like we are one of the best tag teams in this yeah. company and they are legitimately they are they got to do everything and showcase themselves and this is just kind of like an advertisement for them to go to the main roster and at least find something for these guys uh, without some silly gimmick these guys can work and then they break up like immediately after proving yeah, yeah, like yeah. how good they are as a team well the problem i mean the main roster it's like having those unified tag belts it's like there's only so much you can do there's one feud that matters right in the main roster tag division it's unfortunate but that's just the situation we're in so i think tonight this was a really good match i mean frazier and lee winning you know makes all the sense in the world they're phenomenal together this was just some great tag team wrestling yeah and uh, faraz and leon i guess were being the cheerleaders there and they're associated uh, with frazier and dragon lee so uh, it's interesting I, I, I as much as i don't like seeing angel and uh humberto break up because they're such an yeah. awesome tag team they're awesome workers so them feuding and having matches together especially as cousins they're gonna have great matches they're gonna hit each other hard and it's gonna be fine and i think them having a match is just as enticing it's just that they were so good as a tag team tonight yeah this 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 is what i've wanted to see from them the whole time so after they lost garza chewed out Carrillo, Carrillo shoved him to the floor so we'll see um God, I hope they come back together and get a chance to really like keep showcasing it because I I don't know or maybe there'll be a reboot after uh, after the singles feud. Yeah, I mean this could be one of those things where it's like even though they're feuding in NXT, like maybe some agent in WWE or Vince of all people could see them in NXT and be like, God damn, these guys are good. Let's just bring them back to the main roster like nothing happened. Talk to me about the reality that you're from where Vince watches NXT. Oh, no, one of his goons can bring back, like, one of the clips. I'm sure he watches clips here and there. Uh, Vince, it's not that Vince doesn't watch it. I think he's very much aware of it, and he's a control freak. Uh, he's probably not watching every single week, but when something great happens, I'm sure he's aware of it. Mm. Well, Gigi Dolan took on Kiana James. Uh, Alfred, Gigi Dolan knows who she is. She does. She knows who she is. <laughs> she's not going through the type of existential crisis that Baron Corbin is going through. So she's the opposite of him. Oh uh, my she god. She claims to know who she is. Oh yeah, Baron Corbin uh ran into Baron Corbin tonight. The lone wolf has been cloned. <laughs> the clone wolf. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind an army of Baron Corbins. I think that uh that would that be might amazing. Be where we need to go. That'll be NXT's judgment. That'll be NXT's bloodline. It's just all these Baron Corbins are fighting for yeah, power. So Baron Cor the new Baron Corbin gimmick is that he has no gimmick. <laughs> I think his gimmick is that he's going through a midlife crisis personally. I think oh, he's going to show up in a Fortune 9/11 career. He should lose all his money again. Oh, yeah. Go to Vegas. Oh, my God. That was so good. That was such a good such a good storyline. Um, but Gigi Dolan took on Keanu James. Keanu James getting the win tonight. What is going on with Gigi Dolan? I felt like she was on a short list of women in the line to get a major push and opportunity. And I just feel like that JC Jane feud didn't really end up doing any either of them favors right. in the long run even after that great baby face promo she cut i just feel like you know if, if you would have stopped if you would have stopped watching nxt three months ago after Gigi dolan cut that baby face promo you would have tuned into that being like so Gigi dolan's like female champ top star in the company right and yeah. it's like oh no she's losing to kiana james yeah she's just there they're both treading water it's weird because this was built as a really big time feud that you would think was going to make at least one of them but yes. now they both seem to be just kind of floating and out of space. I feel like this feud is really being designed to elevate Keanu James, not Gigi Dolan. Keanu James should be uh, owning a bar she nefariously stole yeah. and uh, hooking up with a dude named Sebastian at this point. Like, 
<laughs> they should, and they they didn't really take advantage of that the way they should. No, she, they had a couple of opportunities. So weird. Gigi Dolan's house with the bar and Kiana James. Maybe she's not as good of a businesswoman as we think she is. Her finishing moves called the four hundred one k. I mean, you know, <laughs> you would think. You would think. Yeah. Um, this match was fine. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm frustrated at the lack of momentum for both of these women. Yeah. Uh, Ivy Nile ripped down the diamond mine flag in the dojo. Are they going anywhere? Is this? It's they're not going anywhere. They're, they'll come up with something that allows them to stay. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't trust this stipulation at all. I will say it was very smarmy of WWE, very meta for them to do this stipulation with all these rumors out there about the grizzled young veterans, how they're on their way out, and I, I had a fleeting feeling they were going to do something like this, and then go and beat the um creed brothers instead of what everybody assumed was going to be the swan song for the dyad yeah it's odd man um we had eddie thorpe backstage talking about his nxt underground match metaphor walked in no mdar we'll talk about this i, I just love what they're doing with him but axiom and scripts took on lucian price and bronco nema yeah and Lucian and Bronco got the win. I like these guys. I was very curious to see what they would look like. Uh, obviously not perfect. Obviously green. But they've got a Creed Brothers quality to them where they're just oh, yeah, kind of reckless. They hit very hard and they're super explosive. But they're like wild horses that need to be tamed. Yeah, I think these guys are going to be great. And they look great. They're in there, they the look Creed very big Brothers guys. like quality. That's a rocket yeah. to the middle. Um <laughs> Oh no, the Creed Brothers are going to the top. I mean, they're again, the Creed Brothers are still early in their development, but that's what I'm saying is that they're very rough around the edges. Give it yeah. a couple of years, and I think they'll be fine. All of them. But the real headline here is that Scripps went to the back with Nima and Price, turning yeah. his back on Axiom. Turn on Axiom. And can you blame Scripps? Axiom has made it very clear that he doesn't mess with Scripps, that he doesn't want to be tag team. He wants to be a single star. So Scripps is like, okay, fine. I got to find my next thing. And he mm. turned on him. He's like, guys, do you have, is there writing recommendations for a mask? How do you feel about masks? <laughs> what if they all come out in scripts masks next week? Oh, man. What if, Alfred? What if? Oh, um, God, I would pop for it. You know what? I miss the scripts mask. Let's get it. Yes. Well, this was all a bit of a warm up tonight, these matches, because the real main event tonight, regardless of what went last, was Tony D'Angelo returning to NXT. And this recap video. Tony D is NXT's bloodline. This story. Oh, right? I mean, at least from a family standpoint, he's got he's got he's got as much family as this the, recap. Like this elaborate thing. Oh, we want you to think Stacks set him up, but no, we didn't. And Tony and Stacks worked on this to go after coffee, and we had this big elaborate homecoming tonight. With uh, th this was really good. I enjoyed this. I like that Tony D is back. I like that they're going to face Gallus for the championships, the tag championships at Great American Bash. I think that's going to be good. I think Tony D is finally going to get it, Tony and Stacks. Me too. Um, but this was just a great moment tonight. The storyline has been going on for so long, and it was nice to see this culmination. But still, we were robbed. The trial of Tony D'Angelo would have been epic. Yeah, and there are a few plot holes in this storyline. I love that just Tony D is home. I love the fact that they are committed and they, at least they try. That's what I can say. They really try to make this make sense, but it doesn't. This whole it, it entire story doesn't. is a huge hole. 
Yes. Like, like, so Tony D, because he was in jail, Stacks had to make everybody think that he was going to screw over Tony D so that they can get him out. It, it doesn't make any sense how this would have any jurisdiction over the legal system of America. And, and they tried. That's what I'll give them credit for. Tonight, they tried to tie it all together. But in trying to explain what was going on, it made it seem even more ridiculous. I just like seeing Tony D home, and I like seeing the Tony D family. I thought it was very funny that they pulled out all those weapons. Kelvin R. Alexander, $2, saying Tony D has got some fine-ass female I'll cousins. Say, I was thinking of Kelvin when I saw his – I can't remember. His cousin, that lady had a stereotypical Italian name. I think it was like a cousin Marie or something like that. Mm. Uh, and I, I was thinking about Kelvin. Like, Kelvin, uh, <laughs> Kelvin is mighty thirsty right now. Uh, this was a great segment. I think I think they're winning those tag titles. This was a lot of fun. They should, yeah. They put a, Well, they put Gallus through a table, so Gallus is going to either get back before the Great oh, American yeah. Bash. Or, you know those rules work. Absolutely. Well, uh, Thea Hale was out there tonight, and yes. uh, they're really making this the story that Thea Hale knows one move. <laughs> she took on Electra Lopez, and uh, she got her to submit. Tiffany Stratton came out. Thea was demanding her rematch, and it's going to be a submission match. So I think the surprise of this match is going to be that Thea learns the second move, but I'm just even looking at the screenshot of this right now. Like Thea Hale looked absolutely incredible the way she was selling, putting in that submission tonight. I mean, I love Tiffany Stratton. I would absolutely adore it, though, if Thea Hale becomes NXT Women's Champ. Me too. I wouldn't be mad at the decision. I, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger, but Tiffany Stratton still, I mean, they were chanting, you tapped out, and she yeah. didn't like, kind of stop to let them chant, and she seemed kind of thrown off by it. This moment might be a little too big for Tiffany Stratton at the moment. There's no doubt in my mind she's going to get every opportunity to be a top star, but Thea Hale feels like the hotter star right now. When you see them in the ring together, people are thirsty for Thea Hale to win that title. Thea Hale just feels like a character who's fully complete and ready. It's funny because Tiffany Stratton is a fully formed character too. It's just since she won that title, it's almost like she's the only person who doesn't believe she's champion. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, would this make her the youngest champion in WWE history? I oh, think like it would. in the history of the entire company? It yeah. might. Probably, yeah. We'll have to look that up, but I think so. She's what, that's, 19? Yeah, that would be a very, almost 20. That would no, be very... no, 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 no. Nicholas, remember Nicholas? Oh, that's right. Nicholas with Braun Strowman? <laughs> no, Nicholas the second, is the youngest. Well, the youngest singles champion in <laughs> okay, WWE yeah. history. Um, <laughs> but this was good. This was a quick match. It was all need to be in Thea Hill over. Uh, Andre Chase was off tonight because he's out scouting talent for Chase U. Oh, of course. I like how they notified everyone he wasn't going to be there tonight. Yeah, I mean, they have to. Otherwise, people will be concerned. Yes. Dream Realm Studios, $2, saying a big line popped hard when scripts turned heel. I mean, I got to be honest, like the scripts thing is continued to be, it's it's less silly, but I actually liked him and Axiom together. I thought they were a pretty good pairing. Yeah, me too. And that's two tag team split ups, like in the same yeah. hour. <laughs> so yeah. and I'm looking at the scripts and Tony D'Angelo segment, like they're not going to do this again, are they? They're not going to like throw us for another loop and have yeah. one of these guys turn on each other, but they already have the tag team title matches. So. Uh, Kevin R. Alexander, $2, saying, looking forward to seeing uh, Tiffy's submission game. I think a submission match is a good stipulation to have, and um, I, I guarantee you this match is going to have some good substance to it. Yeah, and I feel like Tiff's going to win with a dirty submission with, like, not necessarily Thea tapping out, but mm. she's going to knock her out with, like, a loaded purse or something like that, or a brick, and then, like, <laughs> a brick. Tip her, tap her out the way Stone Cold went out at WrestleMania 13. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um... Oh, man. Uh, I think that, um, yeah, this is just going to be a lot of fun. 
And speaking of a lot of fun, I think scripts with uh, uh, Bronco and I, think, I already forgot the other guy's name, but I think that's going to be a fun stable. I think they're going to, I think they're going to be a lot of fun together. Yeah. It's just like, it's, you're probably going to get them throwing scripts around and those guys seem very strong. Just watching them in the ring. I hope, they seem strong again, like the Creed brothers, where they don't know their own strength. And I, I just hope they don't throw scripts to like Fort Lauderdale. Well, what did you think of Eddie Thorpe taking on and losing to Oral Mensa tonight? Or Mensa with metaphor and Noam Dar now NXT even saying this is like a weekend at Bernie's gimmick. It's He's just it, in this catatonic state. It's very funny and I love it. And the metaphor seems like the baby face in this feud. I was rooting for Oro Mensa. I'm glad that he won. And I felt like the crowd was with the metaphor in this. Eddie Thorpe, they haven't really, I mean, they've told you a story and stuff like that, but there's just something missing there. And they mm. haven't really done enough to make him as this like beloved baby face. And the metaphor is just a funny group. They're doing a lot with them. First they had the cup and now they're really kind of playing off on that by making Noam dark, catatonic. And I think it's all very funny. I think everything they touch is gold. Yeah. Uh, this was a really fun match tonight. Yeah, it was fine. It, it was fine for what it was. And it looks like they're going to be doing Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak, which I'm not the biggest. I mean, I'm not the biggest Eddie Thorpe fan in terms of his NXT reincarnation, but this guy can go and him and Dijak should be a really good match. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's an uh, NXT underground match. Oh, yeah, I'd be here for it. But I think uh, with Noam Dar, whatever snaps him out of this will be very fun. Yeah, it, well, it might have to be the Heritage Cup, like when he sees or touches it or smells yeah. it. <laughs> Amazing. He'll drink from the Heritage Cup and be yeah. rejuvenated, you know? Um, so we had a video of Dana Brooke training with Kalani Jordan, and what did we see? Some front flips, some standing front flips. Synchronized. That was a nod to us. Yeah, they, this Dana Brooke gets to be a gymnast again. Like, they've not let her do this for years, but now they've got this other gymnast coming in. They're like, hey, you can do flips, right? Why don't you do flips with this girl? It would have been great if she just would have turned to her and said, why did you stop doing the standing front flip as party records? <laughs> it's coming, man. It's coming. Inquiring minds. Uh, no, this was a fun little video, and uh, it's good to see Dana Brooke in this kind of mentor role. Yeah, I like it. And you know, it's probably going to lead to her turning uh, oh, on yeah. uh, this lady. And I think it'll be fine. Uh, Kevin R. Alexander, $2, saying, Bum ass Noam is better than bum ass Corbin. Uh, it's a hot take, but he's, he's got some time to go. We can't say that just yet. But if he keeps going this way for the next couple of months, yeah, sure. So we saw Roxanne Perez, NXT Anonymous, posted a video of Roxanne Perez backstage talking to Booker T. Booker was not happy about this. Booker T felt like he was going to fight one of these uh, security guards because they didn't protect him from the anonymous account. Well, and then we had this video. They had to be separated. Roxanne Perez and Blair Davenport. What did you think of this this promo buildup between them? Okay, so I thought we were getting on-site Roxanne, like last time, yeah. where she cut the interview, and then she went and attacked Yeah, absolutely. If, so, so, well, so if you didn't watch this, Roxanne walked off, and then they stood there, focused on Blair Davenport for about 20 seconds. And you're waiting for her to be on-site, like she did last time. Yeah, and it didn't happen. Very they bummed. outsmarted themselves with this because it just made it, Roxanne look bad. Like, yeah. it made Roxanne look like she was... It's funny because last time they did this with Gigi and JC. 
Roxanne like pouted and walked off. And I remember thinking, wow, that's way to bury your baby face. She looks kind of like a powder, like a child. And, and then she came back and fought him. And it's like, okay, that's good. Well, this time, like a child. it was the opposite. Yeah. I was waiting for her to pounce and, and get her get back. And she didn't. She just pouted and ran off. So weird. But speaking of like going a child, they should not have Roxanne stand next to Booker T backstage. Like that. Oh, yeah. He's twice as tall as she is. He looked seven feet tall. And it's funny because Booker TC and Roxanne seem to be the first people to take exception with the fact that they're being illegally filmed. Everybody else, we're always seeing these anonymous segments and nobody says anything. And Booker is like, who the hell are these people filming me while I'm talking? This is not a promo. Is Florida a dual, dual party state? You know what? I just learned this because of the DJ Envy drama with Rick Ross where Gunplay filmed a conversation. And I believe I learned that Florida is not. You are allowed mm. to illegally... Or you, it's not illegal in Florida. You were allowed to film somebody while you're talking to them. That's why crank anchors used to fly everyone out to Vegas, Nevada, to make the calls because you could record them here at the single party consent mm. state. Yeah, single party consent. That's right. I, I think Florida does not have to adhere to those laws. Mm. The Slayer 94. That's T H A, Slayer 94. $2 super chat saying, can't wait to see Loose Cannon Roxanne. That's the thing, man. It's like, I want her to, to go a little nuts, you know? Yeah. Uh, she asked that should be the thing whenever i see roxanne in a via satellite segment i'm expecting it to be on site at some point where she takes her thing off. it's almost like taking your earrings off you know yeah where she takes her headset off and it's time to fight well cora jade tonight like having a meltdown with the kendo stick over dana brooke and kalani like gymnastics <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah it kind of comes in handy with wrestling you know tumbling and all yeah yeah funny um so how are we already the main event? How, how, really? how? I know. Really? Like, I'm like, are we missing anything? Do we miss covering something tonight? Are we talking about the Creed? Are we talking about Booger T being Oh, filmed? no. We're uh, talking about that schism promo backstage with oh, the yes. Creed brothers and masks in their eyes looking like the cat clock. Like, just go back and watch that promo. Tell me which people in the masks you think are the Creed brothers. <laughs> yeah they're not going anywhere this is the, they just did this to screw with the internet and all these fans and you know one thing we didn't talk about is gable stevenson is going to make oh, his yeah, big announcement right. and that's another thing that's kind of like this internet like when's gable stevenson coming along and so now he's making an announcement listen gable stevenson he, he, i think he should have a manager he's just not there yet as a speaker or whatnot but i think if you want this guy to be a heel he goes out there next week and he says i'm coming to nxt in one year after i train for the olympics oh they just have him troll people I mean, he should probably do the Olympics, right? He should, but he's already got the gold medal. I mean, is yeah, WWE really going to wait around and keep him on payroll for another year for him to go to the Olympics? It's, I mean, it, I think it's time to shit or get off the pot for Gable Stevenson. I mean, Damon Kemp has already passed him up a couple of times, and I would like to see Gable Stevenson now start up in NXT. Okay, selfishly, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Um, we did get a little backstage uh, walk by with uh, Tony D and Dirty Dom, which I hate saying that. Just Dirty Dom. I need, I need to bathe after saying that. Um, <laughs> what did you think of uh, Dominic Mysterio and Tony D crossing paths finally? So they had an interaction here, right? And the whole thing with Dom, the heat for Dominic Mysterio is that he's a fake gangster, right? He went to the holding cell for 24 hours and now he's got all this street cred. Whereas Tony D, the heat with him is he's a legitimate, not only is he like a criminal, he's a world-class crime mob boss. And they have this exchange as if like, yeah, we come from the same place. Like, I believe he said, maybe I didn't see this correctly because I was eating some chicken wings, but 
from what I understood is that like, oh yeah, you know, I think his name is like Manny and the Tank or whatever. They yeah. just happen to know the same person. That does not add up with the way WWE's <laughs> like, telling like, the story. Like there's one jail. There's yeah, exactly. That and like the fact that Dom does not have the same street cred as Tony. So what it should have been is Tony should have said, hey, you know, um, you know, Tony or, you know, Johnny and the clink. Right. And Dom should have just acted like, uh, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're good friends. Like he should have at the very least acted like he knew what Tony was talking about. But he doesn't have that street cred. This segment made it seem like Dom and Tony are on the same level, which they should not be. Yeah. The Tony D was locked up in Florida. Dominic was arrested outside Rey Mysterio's house, which is in Chula Vista, California. <laughs> yeah. This is very off. I was looking forward to their interaction just so that Tony yeah. D can expose Dom, you know, as a fake gangster. But like, they well, made it Tony seem like, no, Dom was actually in the clink. Maybe Tony goes for that championship. Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh my God. Could you imagine if they have a prison match? I'd love it. Penitentiary love a jailhouse match. match. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be amazing. Wow. Hey, so we're to, coming up on the anniversary of the SummerSlam jailhouse match between the big boss man and the mountain. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the most viewed SummerSlam matches on YouTube. Well, so WWE can run that back. So we had Judgment Day there tonight. We saw Rhea and we saw Dominic. We knew that Dominic was going to challenge Wesley for the North American Championship in the main event tonight. Now, because all of Judgment Day wasn't there, so or so we thought, I was like, okay, this will be a fun match, but something is going to happen where Dominic Mysterio doesn't win this. And it seemed like, I mean, this this was an actual match, but it's not, when Dominic got up, I was just trying to walk off with the belt, and then Wesley, like, just bodied him flying outside the ring. I was like, okay, right. Dominic's the chicken shit, trying to get out of there. Wesley's going to drag him back in and beat him clean, and that's the end of this. And Dirty Dom tried, but this is what happened. So then when Judgment Day showed up and interfered, my thought was, well, maybe MSK gets back together. Maybe Ooh. somebody runs out. Wouldn't it be great if Matt Riddle would have run out? I'd love that. Yeah, we had something to thwart Judgment Day. That's what I thought was going to happen. And maybe we're going to set up a bigger match down the line with more people. So when Judgment Day interfered, and then Wes got knocked out, and Dominic got the pin and the win, I was very shocked by this. Yes, you were not alone. Never would have thought this would have happened, but I guess it makes sense though. Cause we've been talking about this and I think we have to maybe recalibrate how we think about it because look, when they send Dana Brooke or Baron Corbin or Mustafa Ali or some of the talent that they've sent to NXT, yes, it's a name, but it's normally not the hottest current name. Seth Rollins coming down there to fight Braun Breaker. That was a huge deal. It was probably the biggest, like top five biggest things that have ever happened in NXT. Seth Rollins. So given how much heat Dominic Mysterio has, given how hot Judgment Day is, given everything that's going on with Priest in the briefcase and Rhea being champion, it seems like, well, they wouldn't possibly want to involve them on a weekly basis on NXT television. But here we are. Dominic's the champ. Maybe he won't be there every week, but this is... This is the biggest ongoing commitment they've made from main roster, like hot talent mm -hmm. ever. Yeah, I think they're dedicated to heating up the judgment day. They're seeing the success with the bloodline and they're seeing just how much the rope opera and the storytelling is really starting to connect with people. And I feel like they think they could recreate that with the judgment day. And you're seeing Rhea Ripley's got a belt. 
Mm-hmm. Damien Priest, Money in the Bank, Dominic Mysterio, North American title. And I really do think that uh, Finn Balor is going to beat Seth Rollins at SummerSlam for that world title. Yeah. To now you've got this hot group where everybody's got a trophy. And at the same time, the two alphas, one has a world title, the other has a Money in the Bank. And you start, and I hope they slowly mm-hmm. tell the story of when is Damien going to cash in. And they build that to a fever pitch where maybe even by WrestleMania, you get the cash in, or, or if not later. But I really do think they're going to try to build an epic saga with the Judgment Day. And I think Dominic winning the title was just a part of that. And people don't realize that Vince McMahon is descended from Noah, who built the Ark, which is why Vince has to have two of everything. (laughs) And if something is working on one brand, he has to have an equivalent on another. Yeah. And I mean, you can't blame him. And you're absolutely right about Vince in that way, where especially WWE, they love overdoing things like that. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this is not only is it not broke, the, the bloodline has succeeded to literally in dating back to the, because we like to throw around the word record and stuff like, yeah, Roman Reigns is in a historic reign, but there are people who've had that belt longer and there are, he is not defending he's five times. He defended the title in like six months or whatever. We don't have to get into that, but this is legitimately in terms of ratings, literally record ratings in terms of the highest rated wrestling program in the history of this business on yeah. network television. Of course, they're going to try to recreate. It's like, okay, so people are really resonating with these stories that we're telling. Well, let's tell another story through the judgment day. And yeah. I think they're going to prioritize these groups and I have no problem with it. So this was a shocking upset tonight, but this is going to be big because I think we're going to see, we're going to see that NXT champion, that North American championship appearing on raw on SmackDown, wherever the judgment day goes. And um, it's going to get more eyeballs on NXT, which ultimately yeah. is a good thing. I don't know how long Dom's going to hold it, but I, I wonder, I mean, Tony D would be my pick, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. You don't think so? Because I, he's going for the I tag think it's titles. 50-50 with Gallus. Gallus keeps beating everybody. So I think Gallus yeah. might be having a, like a long reign. So I would not be surprised if Tony D and Stax did not win against Gallus. And yeah. if that is the case and Tony D is freed up to go for that title, I think Tony D is the perfect choice. I think the story of Tony D being a legit mob boss against this kid who got in the 24-hour holding cell is the perfect story. They're perfect foils for each other. I love oh, those promos. Can you imagine oh, yeah. Tony with the jailhouse gossip? Because yeah. <laughs> there's one jail in all of, in the whole WWE universe. Yeah, that could be good. That could be really it, good. It'd be unbelievable. Now let's talk about the bad because Wesley lost. He dropped the title. Carmelo Hayes, they beat him twice. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Triple H era, and black men have been struggling immensely. We just had the Street Profits come back to TV. We just had Bobby Lashley come back to TV. Mm. Not too many highlights for us, so I'm paying very close attention, and I'm just noticing how, how much de-emphasized because – Listen, I'm not saying that Vince McMahon is a saint or anything. He's got his flaws. We all know he's got his problems, right? But in the in the dying days of Vince McMahon, in the final years, I was writing articles mm-hmm. about WrestleMania being the blackest WrestleMania of all time. Uh, WWE went to Roland Loud. Black talent felt front and center with Vince McMahon's waning years of WWE. And the Triple H era has slapped. Do not get me wrong. I love the fact that they're promoting the judgment what day the way they are. But I can't help to notice this subplot of WWE of uh, black men really struggling. It's not just men. I just really do feel like black town has been devalued over this past mm. year where there aren't too many highlights. And it's just something that I've been keeping an eye on. I mean, I think Wes first in line for the NXT championship in my mind. Yeah. And, and it's funny because the saving grace that I would say is, well, look at NXT, look at all the black guys coming up in NXT. But like now that the main roster starts from the triple H on NXT, it's rubbing off on them too. Now they're losing. Hmm. 
yeah we'll see what happens man it is uh interesting brian m five dollars saying shout out to booker t and reality of wrestling along with zilla fat two on his debut match last saturday also the bash is going to be fire we'll be there alive i think the bash nice. is going to be an amazing ple I was thinking about going out there. Texas is a flyover state. It's not far. It's not a bad flight at all. I love going to Austin. Mm-hmm. And that seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. And yes, Zilla, a part of the NOI family. If, if you don't know about Jacob Fatu, he is, yeah. you could argue, the most talented pound for pound NOI member. I really, he's, really want to He's got see quite a few WWE. pounds. He's a pretty big yeah. guy. WWE or AEW. He's an incredible super heavyweight. He's killing it in MLW. And, and my guy, Port Court Bauer, I, I hope he stays there for as long as you guys need him and as long as he'll have you. Uh, but yeah. I think Jacob Fatu is like, if they decide to really continue this bloodline storyline, him being a layer in the bloodline would be a lot of fun. I don't know how he didn't get signed. I told the story. I saw him, I guess, right before the pandemic in San Francisco against uh, Jacob Fatu against King Fatboy Papa Esco. That was amazing. Yeah. Talk about big meaty men slapping meat. This was just two big heavy dudes like throwing each other around a vet's hall. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh no, and Jake's great. Too, like he's got something different, man. You yeah. know? Like uh I think uh yeah, he could be uh major. So we'll see what happens. He's Wrestling- the one that reminds me of Umaga. And to me, Umaga oh, was the yeah, best he, of he all of them. Exact- I mean he was Fitting image of Umaga. Uh, yeah, and, and the way he moves, he's just so explosive in there. And, and he had great matches with the Hammerstone. And MLW slaps, and he's great in MLW. Yeah. But you just kind of want to, you always fantasy book seeing wrestlers with working with other guys. And he's been with MLW for so long that I now want to see how he would work with like the Usos or Gunther and just all these yeah. great matches he could have. That would be incredible. Uh, Wrestling Enthusiast 499 saying, Love the show. Glenn, what's up with the big globe? I keep reading around in Vegas. Is a screen on every day? A moon or Saturn graphic would be cool. Uh, I have footage on my timeline. Uh, Somebody took it of the tram going by. It lit up for the moon. I haven't seen it on every day, um, but there was a period of time it was on during the day. I know it's on at night now. It's the MSG Sphere. It's a concert venue that is going to open in a few months. U2 is going to be doing like 20 dates there, bringing back the Zoo TV uh, idea, playing Octon Baby. Um, but it looks sweet, man. I was the biggest it skeptic. Does. I was like, oh, Vegas, this is dumb. Who cares? But, you man, Vegas has needed a new landmark on the Strip for a while, and this is a pretty sweet one. Like, And those screens don't look like screens. This isn't some projection screen or a Titantron, like... This is ultra sharp. It looks pretty, pretty spectacular. When I was in Vegas briefly, there was doing summer league and they lit it up to yeah. look like a basketball and it looked amazing. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, the Slayer 94, $5 saying, hate that Wes lost the title. Can't be mad at Dom playing into his dirty role. Better than some better than someone that has dirty in their name in another promotion. <laughs> Who, who's dirty in the other promotion? I know Dirty Dutch is the original Dirty, and he's not very happy that uh, they aped his nickname for Dom. He's been tweeting about that like a madman. Shout out to Dutch Mantel. But uh, I think I feel like we should know this, who, they, who they're alluding to. Who's dirty in AEW? Is, is... I mean, I feel like it's been used. A lot a of people lot. are dirty in the rest of This is a dirty business. Oh, well, there's, there's Dirty Dango. Dirty Dango, as, yes. And okay, Dango is called now. Uh, Dirty Dick Murdoch. Sorry. (laughs) Never. Dirty Dick Slater. 
I, I think it's great. I thought it was a great moment because these people were, you talking about being shocked. I was shocked too, Glenn. And you, made, you brought up a great point in terms of Dominic Mysterio walking out with that title is such a trope WWE does when a heel is about to lose. Yeah. Where he's walking away with the title. They almost never win it in those circumstances. So it was a good fake out and it helped build to the shock of Dominic Mysterio winning that title because people, they were cutting to people in the crowd and sometimes WWE does people this. Will people will be shocked. Yes, the hands over the mouth and people just legitimately shocked and even the reaction, people going crazy. I thought it was a good moment. Yes. Um, the Slayer saying yes, Dirty Dango. What do you want Dirty Dango to do? How dirty do you want Dirty Dango to be? <laughs> he, I, I mean, the guy's been dirty. He's one of the pioneers of dirty. Uh, so he needs to be himself. Yes. Uh, Brian M. $2 saying Jacob Fatu was the match of the night Saturday. Jacob Fatu, if you haven't watched Jacob Fatu match, like look this dude up. He is something else. And also, if we're talking about secondary promotions as well, uh, Impact Wrestling, Joe Hendry, who is feuding with Dirty D Dingo, is one of the best acts that maybe the best kept secret in wrestling right now. He's got, he does these music videos for his entrances, and they're almost always, especially for big matches, he makes custom music videos. Oh, wow. And they're always very funny and entertaining, and he does a great job. I went on like a deep dive for like an hour watching all of his music videos mm, and he's very check funny. It out. joe hendry's gonna be a big star dream realm studios is dirty scripts i just said dirty <laughs> to every wrestler's names everybody's you know? gotta be dirty no it's gotta be a litter of though it's gotta have the d there it's true the dirty yes. d dirty d <laughs> well let's shut that down before uh it gets out of hand but hey everybody that's nxt for tonight we're gonna be back here friday isa should have power then Thank you everyone for hanging in. If you like the show, like, share, subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a rating and review. This was fun. This was good. I'm still processing that Dominic Mysterio is the NXT North American champion. I know it'll sink in one of these days. There we go. Dirty Dana Brooke. Now we're talking. But she's got to do the front flip. She does. She can't be dirty. If she doesn't do the front flip. <laughs> Okay, Alfred said this is nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, have a good night, everyone. Tomorrow, AEW coverage, and two of us will be back Friday. Till next time, take care.